Calico Castile is the head of growth for the National Cannabis Industry Association. But that has nothing to do with growing cannabis. Rather, Calico is in charge of growing the nation's largest cannabis association. The NCIA are lobbyists in Washington, D.C., and Calico is right in the middle of it. Now, he's on In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. Don't look now, but it's a whole new world of weed out there. Pot is flower, it's Bruce Banner and Blue Dream. You've got bongs and dabs, resin and shatter, vaping and edibles, new terms, new strains, and new ways to use cannabis sativa, the plant. Some just made with CBD, and hemp has minimal THC. There's sativa and indica strains, and 100 chemicals, all legal in 10 states for adult use. There's a lot to get to know. Get used to it, folks, because it's legal in the Bay State and it's not going away. Neither is In the Weeds with Jimmy Young next. Revolutionary Clinics is just one of 49 medical cannabis dispensaries in Massachusetts, but there's a reason why it's one of the most popular. It's their patient-first philosophy. All day long, they teach, they educate, they communicate about this complicated plant called Cannabis Sativa. That's true. Whether you visit their Cambridge location in Fresh Pond at 110 Fawcett Street or at 67 Broadway in Somerville. Revolutionary Clinics, where the patient comes first. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another very special edition of In the Weeds on the Road at MJ BizCon in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm your host, Jimmy Young, and joining me alongside here is a guy that I met just about a year ago in Boston at the NCIA Seed to Sale show. His name is Lico Castillo, and he is one of the principals with the NCIA, the National Cannabis Industry Association. Calico, thank you so much. Great to see you again. It's great to see you, Jimmy, as hey. always. Hey, you guys. First thing I got to start with is congratulations. The needle has moved in Washington, D.C., and you guys have been behind that, that whole process. Getting not only the House Judiciary Committee, but also the U.S. House to uh, move that safe banking act and putting the pressure on the Republican Senate. Congratulations on the great year. I appreciate that. It was actually, the, I think it was the Financial Services Committee. It originally moved out of committee and then eventually went to the House floor. But 2019 was definitely a monumental year for our, our industry, being able to get that uh, legislative victory, both at the um, committee level and then obviously at the House level. Now the, the pivot is obviously towards the Senate in 2020, which we're going to be working really hard on. Been working on the Safe Banking Act since um, for at least six years now. So like to finally get that House victory is a big deal. But now we turn up and crank up the heat uh, on the uh, committees in Congress and then obviously all of the uh, other senators as well. And what I think is most remarkable is the fact that you were able to move the needle in a paralyzed Washington, D.C. Uh, situation down there in our favorite federal government. Um, how difficult has it been because the focus on the has been so intense to get anything done from the lobbyists? It's actually pretty interesting because this year I think the House vote came on a day when they were doing some move and some major impeachment stuff. So it's definitely been one of the very few things that's a bipartisan issue in Washington, D.C. that you see Republicans and Democrats coming together at a time that is otherwise very polarized uh, within our tribes. So it is very interesting to see cannabis be that sort of uniting force uh, for both parties right now. Cannabis is a uniting force around the world now, isn't it? I met a Rastafarian at Canex in Jamaica and he explained to me. The, the interaction with the plants, how soulful it is. In a lot of ways, if you take that step back and look at the polarization that's going on in D.C., knowing the role that the cannabis plant is playing in it, it's doing its thing. For sure. I think uh, no matter what, we all need to take a deep breath. 
Some of us that may have in inhale some THC, some of us not, but a deep breath is definitely warranted these days. Uh, tell us a little bit about the growth of the NCIA in the past year. You guys uh, have members all over the country. You're doing socials now. We've got a few new legal states that I'm sure you're uh, chopping at the bit to get into Michigan and Illinois, and I understand Oklahoma has taken off. Yeah, I mean, we've just seen tremendous growth. Obviously, last year having Illinois uh, pass adult use um, through the legislature was a really big deal. Uh, so it's obviously going to be opening up a really large market. You see Governor Cuomo and the other sort of uh, governors in the New Jersey, Connecticut area, that tri-state region, now talking about a regional approach to adult use legalization. So we're really moving forward at a really rapid pace. Like you said, Oklahoma's got a tremendous amount of licenses out there uh, with their uh, new laws. So, I mean, it's really interesting to watch this movement at the, at the state level. But obviously what that translates to at the federal level is more constituents in these sort of congressional districts can speak power of marijuana, both in their lives, but also to their businesses and the communities that they live in. So we definitely are uh, looking forward to Michigan, Illinois, and then hopefully the tri-state area opening up within the next year or plus. Wow. I mean, I live to see the day. I never did think this would happen, especially in my home state, you know, making it in ballot box. One more question back to politics, and it's a fear of mine. And I've talked with Steve D'Angelo about this, and I've talked with Bruce Lynch. It's not that Bruce, you know, votes. He's a Canadian citizen. Point being, I'm afraid that a week before the November election, the gentleman who is in office will not be named by, by me, since I lean so far to the left, doesn't exist. Will do something like deschedule with one administrative phone call from Justice and that could end up swaying his reelection. Is that a it's an interesting scenario, and I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility in that concern. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly within the realm of possibility, but, you know, I'm also kind of a left-leaning voter myself, but, you know, I think if he was to do that, it would obviously be awesome for our issue. Um, I'm not sure that it really would sway the election that much. I think a lot of people are baked into the cake how you feel about him. I don't think a weed vote's necessarily going to change it. Um, but I also think that for us, for us um, we can't let up. That We can't, like... We can't put all our eggs in that basket. I think a lot of folks out there talk about the possibility of it happening. We should just expect it not to happen, right? And we really do keep getting boots on the ground, which is obviously why, you know, a membership organization like ourselves at NCIA, you know, is really important for us to exist because we do represent the political interests of these business owners in Washington, D.C. So no matter who's president, you still need to have a voice in Washington, D.C. And the you know, fight doesn't end, end with who's president. We ultimately got to keep up the pressure. So, you know, even though it's a possibility, just certainly wouldn't wouldn't bet the farm on it. And for someone who likes to call himself sometimes the voice of the cannabis industry or sort of aspiring to be the voice of the cannabis industry, um, um, I congratulate you guys on a great year. Great to see you again. I know I'll see you in Boston. Uh, give us a little promotion about the February event. Yeah, we're going to be in Boston February 19th and 20th for our Northeast uh, Cannabis Business Conference. Uh, it's going to be a regional-focused event. Really going to be trying to just tell everybody about what's going on in Massachusetts and the sort of that sort of Northeast region, uh, getting everybody up on the sort of trends on what's happening both at the legislative level but also at the business level, and also making sure that you have actionable tips and tools to take away so that you can go help take your business to the next level. He is Coleco Castile, and he is someone I definitely am very happy that we have become friends over a year. And that's the beauty of this business, man. I have met some of the nicest people because so everybody's so passionate about the cause. Absolutely. I mean, I think everybody comes to this industry with their own story. 
obviously these days some of that story is like passion for money but you know prior to that I mean this really is an industry of people who have come to this plant for one reason or another and are now helping to be ambassadors of the plant uh, through their businesses or through their activism so I do think this is um we're in a really unique opportunity to change the world really showing what a responsible and sustainable industry looks like there you go and telling the stories of the cannabis industry is, of course, our mission at Pro Cannabis Media. For Rico Castillo, our videographer Dan French, I'm Jimmy Young, the host of In the Weeds. And remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. We are Pro Cannabis Media.